Welcome everybody to the Gray Area Podcast where we have the conversations people are afraid to have with the people they are afraid of. And today I have a very special guest, gang, gang, gang. You know what I'm saying? My boy Nick Fuentes in the building. What's happening? Not much, man. What's going on with you? Happy birthday, by the way. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you so much. If y'all don't know, I'm turning 31. My birthday, I'm having a birthday party tonight. My birthday is technically Tuesday, but we're having a party tonight. You know what I'm saying? My boy Nick came through to the cookout. Yeah. This is the first time you got invited to the cookout. That's right. Yeah. Usually uh, I don't get invited to the cookout yeah. for obvious reasons. <laughs> but <laughs> Bro, but you, about it's to experience. Taste, you about to taste the yam. Yeah. The baked mac and cheese. You had baked mac and cheese? No, never. You didn't have baked mac and cheese? No, I never had the, I've never had soul Boy, food. Boy, you so. is tweaked out. I know you had, you, I know you had burgers. We got the burgers. We got the wings. I know you done had that. What else we got up in there, y'all? What else we got up in there? Why are you already eating? <laughs> <laughs> Your daddy's up in the house. Why are you already eating? I'm testing this so y'all won't get sick. No, what? No, you put the wait for everybody to eat. I'm sacrificing myself for you people. We got baked beans. You don't have baked beans, though. Yeah, so, right, yeah. right. You, you need a hamburger, you won't die. Right? Yeah, no, thank you for your service. Wow. <laughs> so if y'all don't know it, my parents here, we got Michaela Dale in the background, my sister here, my girlfriend here, obviously, because they live with me. Um, but we're here. So, Nick, how is everything? I heard you are off the fly list, but you, you just said you're on another list? Yeah, so they took me off the no-fly list, which, you know, they don't tell you you're on it, but they did tell me that I'm off of it. But now I'm on the quad S list, which is SSSS, four S's. Um, and so so I can still fly, but now it's just a whole ordeal. Every time I go to the airport, I get patted down. They check everything in my luggage. They literally open up my luggage, take everything out, all my clothes, all my toiletries. Um, and then when I get to the gate at the airport, then they check everybody again. They check everybody's IDs. They check bags randomly, pat people down. Um, and that's just because I'm on the plane. They'll check everybody on the flight. So so I can fly, but, you know, they never really let you go. Quad S, what does that stand for? I think it's uh, so secondary selective security screening. So I don't know if the order's right, but I think Dang, those are Dang, so yeah. flying, how long will it take you to get on a plane? It takes me like two hours. Yo! Yeah, it's brutal. Because it's, uh, it's not, I mean, already it's not fun to fly, you know. You already got to get there an hour before, but... Facts. Uh, I can't even print a boarding pass. You know, usually you you get your ticket, you check in 24 hours before. I can't check in. I have to go to the customer service desk, and they're on the phone with security for 45 minutes, and only then can they print the boarding pass. That's just for openers. What? Yeah. So, You're, so uh, listen, he's more banned than me, guys. I, listen, I got stopped on a plane once in Chicago. Um, actually, I... I, I was hanging with you when I was there. When I tried to get back on American Airlines, they said I was blacklisted. Really? Yep. Then I, I made my Twitter followers harass them, and they let me on the plane. Huh. Mm-hmm. Because they didn't warn me. So they had to let me on, but they didn't warn me. Oh, I got you. You need to send a warning or something. You can't, I can't just walk up there and you blacklist me. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. That's kind of crazy. But, yo, that has to be nuts. So how does that How does that feel to be that much of a banned person? Like, you you, you have to go through all that to fly. Like, you're, you're not treated... Like a regular citizen. Yeah, no, it's true. I mean, I, I, in a sense, don't have the same civil rights as everybody else. And, uh, you know, it's just, it's unfortunate because, you know, it, it's a big part of my business to fly. You know, yeah, traveling's yeah. a big part of it. So for a lot of people, that wouldn't even be a huge inconvenience. But for me, this is, it's like life-changing to be on the no-fly list. It's, in a sense, life-changing to be 
subjected to that, um, as well as everything else under FBI investigation, subpoena, and all that kind of stuff. Um, so it's brutal, and, and it's all political. I think that's the, the worst part is if I was some kind of terrorist, you know, okay, but I'm a political activist, and it's targeted based on you know my political uh, identity. Um, so can you really say we live in a free country if dissent brings that level of scrutiny? You know, th- that's the problem. I agree. I do not. I, I think um, the way we view freedom in this country is unrealistic. Mm. And I think the only people that I think it's an illusion. And I think the only people that uh, don't understand it's an illusion is the people that don't get persecuted, who don't go through anything. Um, you know what I'm saying? When you see people actually getting censored. And then, you, and then you think, oh, it's just social media. But then you can't even get on a plane like a regular human being. Right, right. Yeah, and that's the thing. People think it's just, oh, you get banned on Twitter, big whip. But it's so much deeper than that because it's the back-end tech mm-hmm. services too. It's, it's also things like Airbnb. It's Uber. And then you then take it to the level of the legal persecution where you get federal law enforcement. And so, you know, maybe six years ago, it was a Twitter ban. Now you're banned from PayPal, Stripe, Bank of America, Uber, Airbnb. You're banned from domain registrars. You're banned from CDNs, payment processors. Then you're banned from flying on a plane. You know, at what point do you say it's not a free country? I I think we're there. So what do you, how do you think we can overcome that or move past that? Or do you think, it's just simply gonna get worse. Cause me, I'm, you know, I'm a realist. People think I'm a pessimist, but I'm not. I'm a realist. Mm-hmm. And just when you see the trajectory, I mean, the trajectory is going one way. Right. How do you think we can overcome this aspect of it? Not saying we can't start movements. Not saying the movement can't grow. Uh, I'm saying get past that part of it, though. I think we just have to win because the problem is that our enemies control all the institutions and they control all the levers of power. And as long as that is the case, they're going to use those things against us. So if they're in control of the government, they'll use the government. If they're in control of the media, they'll use the media. So I think we really just have like one last chance in this decade to turn things around or else really we're doomed. And I, you know, like you said, I'm just sort of realistic about it. And, you know, some people think we could just run away. We just got to move to a farm or something and lay low. That's me. It's the problem is the cities and the power centers, they project power over the whole territory. That's and true. so it's like, you know, in the Russian Revolution, they took over St. Petersburg and then they took Moscow. And then a civil war took over the entire country. And then That's it was true. people even in Ukraine, farmers, peasant farmers, who were being affected by the communist revolution. And so. You know, ultimately, they're not just going to leave us alone. So it's either we got to get in there and, and do regime change, meaning peacefully, of course, and reform, or I, I think we're all doomed and we just got to run for the hills. What does that mean, win, though? Do you mean win, like, politically, like we got to win the local seat from, from, from local to general elections? Is that what you mean by win, or, or how do you view winning in this aspect? And the reason I ask that is because... Um, I did this after January 6th. I changed my party affiliation back to independent from Republican mm-hmm. um, because, I, I, in my opinion, these didn't have our best interests at heart. And now, basically, two years since then, the Republican Party mm-hmm. is literally Democrats from six years ago. Like, yeah. li- like li- it, it is it is a spin. It's, al- it's almost crazy. Even looking at Trump's endorsements are the worst endorsements I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Um, so like if he win, what, what, like what, like what does that mean really as far as this aspect, not saying the, the uh, economy won't be better, but overall, based on what you're saying, how things are happening, cause that didn't stop or slow down when Trump was in office. So like, what do you mean by win? 
we need sovereignty. So that could mean taking over the federal government and like just not leaving, you know, like getting into the White House and just changing how the whole federal government runs. I like that. Yeah, I like that, too, because it's <laughs> I mean, we need a serious solution to the fact that we're in a cold civil war. You know, on one half of the country wants to dominate the other side and the other side has been forced now into this reactive defensive position. Um, so it could come from the federal government. If we don't win in 24, if like Trump or whoever doesn't win in 24, I think that then you're going to have to have a state government reject the federal government, mm -hmm. you know, and we're seeing this happening increasingly. You're going to get someone like Ron DeSantis times 10, and they're going to force a conflict with the federal government over some law. You know, they're going to pass a law that contradicts the federal law. And then there's going to be a showdown and it's going to be, is the federal government going to send in the military to like crush a state government? You know what? And then what kind of reaction would that provoke? Would that catalyze a response? Would there be a confederation of, um, you know, Republican states from Idaho to Florida? Some of them, all of them, what would that look like? I think that's the alternative if we can't get back in power in 24. But it's really just about regaining power politically in the country. How do you think we can do that, though? And what, and what I mean, I'm just bring up again, like what I said, who are we pitting into power? Because I don't think just supporting somebody with an R beside their name is winning. You're right. Yeah, no, we need very specific people. Like, because here's the thing. I'm with you on Trump. Like, Trump has kind of disappointed me in the past, to put it mildly, over the past couple of years. But it's the promise that if Trump gets in, his staff will be good. That's the critical thing. Because, mm -hmm. you know, in 2020, it's a very crucial change that happened. His head of PPO, PPO's a personnel office, mm -hmm was switched out. Johnny DiStefano was the guy. They fired him. They got John McEntee in, who's a Trump loyalist. And this guy was firing like 12 bad people every day and hiring like five good people every day. And so the prospect of getting somebody like that, like a true loyalist, even if Trump himself has fallen away, getting someone who really gets it in charge of the staffing. Mm -hmm. If we could fire everybody in the State Department, if we could fire everybody in the Pentagon, replace like every federal employee, like 3,000 people, it really wouldn't matter at the end of the day what Trump is like because the character of the regime would be favorable to us. So that's because I agree with you. Like, it's not sufficient to just vote for a Republican, Period. even Trump, for that matter. So how, speaking of all that, how do you feel about end, ending the Fed? I support it. Let's go. Yeah. Based. Well, I mean, based. look at look at the monetary policy. Like, we doubled the money supply in two years. So it's just irresponsible. And now they're trying to raise rates, but the damage has been done. It's been 15 years of free money, 15 years of zero interest rates, quantitative easing. Um, and, and now the money is uh, it's not worth anything. This is just what happens. So, yeah, I'm with it. And how what's your view on Ron? You brought up Ron DeSantis. What is your view on him? Because my view is he makes too many right decisions to me. He seems manufactured mm. and he used to be a proponent for red flag laws before he became a little more, a, a little more based. So I don't know what to think with him because if, if I'm basing off the last year and a half or the last two years, this guy seems to be making the best decisions outside of the um, thing he did with a, uh, who was it? Was it Baskin Robbins? Yeah. That, that, that was lame. That's like, yeah. that's like super anti-free speech. Yeah. Um, but so outside or no, it was uh, Ben and Jerry's. Ben and Jerry's. Yeah, yeah. That's what it was. It was some anti-Semitic law thing he passed. Yeah. Not only him, um, Greg Abbott did something where he condemned Gab mm -hmm. for being anti-Semitic. 
all these people are kind of kind of current. So what is your view on Ron DeSantis, though? <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you. I like a lot of the stuff he's been doing. It's it's the kind of thing that you need Republican governors to do, which is to use state power for our advantage, which a lot of Republicans are gun shy about doing. The thing is, though, the guy's a Republican. You know, he was a congressman. He's a party guy. Bill Crystal likes him. National Review likes him. Washington Post writes favorably about him. These are all big red flags. What's more, all the criticisms that you could level at Trump, they're just as bad with DeSantis. Mm -hmm. If DeSantis gets in, he's going to have a totally GOP staff. Uh, DeSantis is mobbed up with Israel way more than Trump. Like you said, the first thing he did when he got in office in 18 was fly to Israel himself and sign an anti-BDS bill. That was the first thing he did. And we know that because Florida... The Jewish vote, obviously very important there, specifically the Zionists. Um, so, so we know that he's, he's captured by the Israel lobby in a way that Trump may not be in 24. Because with Trump, there was this triangle of, it was Kushner, it was uh, Netanyahu, and it was Shel Nadelson. All three of them are out of the picture. Shel Nadelson's dead, Netanyahu's not in power, and Jared Kushner has been exiled from the inner circle. So you could say that reasonably he's not going to be as beholden to Israel as he was in 16 to 20. DeSantis, it's the opposite. DeSantis is, I mean, he's he's more mobbed up with them. So so I'm very skeptical. I like him as a governor, but I would not vote for him for president. Okay, speaking of that, and speaking of Trump and people that Trump has in his corner, uh, you know, you don't have to speak on it if you don't want to. I have to talk about Rich, uh, Rick Grinnell. Mm, yeah. Uh, me and you have both had uh, less than favorable run-ins with him. Um, yeah. I obviously don't like the guy. You know, it's, it's rare that there's any homo in office that I like, period. And he's just specifically bad. And then he has Christian in his bio. Have you seen that? Yeah. Very, very disgusting. It irritates me. But... What I realized recently with this whole Dr. Oz situation, so I don't know if you're aware, there was a lady named Kathy uh, Barnett. Mm -hmm. And usually I'm like against women in office, to be honest. But in this specific case, she was just simply, based on her history, more conservative than Dr. Oz and McCormick. Yeah. Um, Dr. Oz and McCormick are both uh, WEF members. I don't know if you care about that or not. Uh, World Economic Forum members. But outside of that, the attack on Kathy Barnett that came from Trump, that came from Rick Grinnell, um, all these people, they were trying to attack her by calling her homophobic. Yeah. This is the, the Republicans. That seven years ago, they were for traditional marriage. Right. I read it on their website. That's literally one of the main reasons I switched in the first place. What is happening to the deal? Like, what literally is going on? Well, they gave up. They gave up on the social issues. And uh, this has been a popular view in the GOP for like 10 years, which is that the social issues are too divisive. They don't win elections. And basically, we're, we've conceded the battle on abortion, on gay marriage, on promiscuity, on, on a lot of things. Um, and as far as Rick Grinnell is concerned, he's literally a gay neocon. You know, not literally. only is he gay, but he's also a neocon. And in the Trump administration, he was he was one of the main guys responsible for Julian Assange being extradited to the United States. I didn't know that. Yeah, because he was the German ambassador. And if you look, there's some email I think that came out where he basically took credit for dragging Julian Assange back to the United States to be tortured because Julian Assange helped facilitate the uh, the WikiLeaks stuff. I need that so I can tweet it. Yeah. Way. I need, that information. I, need, I need that information. I need it in writing so I can tweet that. Yeah, check it out. Because <laughs> it's like, this guy's sick. And, um, and you're right. Now the GOP, and, and 
unfortunately, Trump was a part of this. I remember yes. when Trump waved the gay pride flag at that <laughs> Colorado rally. Yeah, and and he had uh, when he was at the convention in sixteen, July sixteen, I think he got up there and he said something like, "We need to protect homosexuals from Muslims," and everybody cheered. And he goes, "And I'm so glad to hear you clapping for that." And I'm like, seriously, like, but that that's what's happened to the party is the party went from uh, this fusionist alliance with the social conservatives, the free market people and the neocons. And now the social conservatives are just gone. And now gone. we're just like this, you know, libertarian party. It's horrible. That literally is it's just libertarians, a bunch of libertarians run, running wild, mm-hmm. but using the term conservative. Right. Driving me nuts. Yeah. It's driving, Nick, look at me in my eyes. It's driving me crazy. <laughs> I, know, <laughs> I know, dude. Same. It's horrible. Because uh, it's not conservative at all. So what do you do? What, what's your view on what, what do we do about that? Because you can't even... Here's my thing. I am a free speech absolutist, right? Mm-hmm. So you get attacked. And one of the main things I've seen you get attacked for is your stance on interracial relationships. Mm-hmm. But I watched your interview with Gina. It's not like you, uh, you hate people who are in them. Right. You just don't want to do it. Yeah. It's just contrary to my values. Um, and, and that's one of those things where you know, I'm just old-fashioned. That's just a very old-fashioned thing. And I think actually most people support that or did support that until recently. Um, it's also not even a moral question. You know, I'm Catholic. Catholics say there's nothing morally wrong with it. But it's just about, it's just about affirming your identity and seeing race as part of your identity and being able to affirm that. You know, I'm like, so I'm Italian and Mexican and Irish, and I want my kid to look like me. I want my child to have a similar genetic composition. If I have a kid that doesn't, that has like completely different features, it's like, you know, we have to begin to see ourselves not as individuals, but as part of a continuum connecting from our ancestors to the future generations. And when you're out there doing these kinds of things, you're talking about erasing part of your identity, erasing part of your ancestors' identity, which I I don't support. I wouldn't ban it or something, but we want to get back to a society that is, you know, more in tune with that with that kind of connection. So the interesting thing about that is I'm not against interracial relationships because the Bible isn't against it. Mm-hmm. But if you're against it, that's your opinion. But what makes it interesting to me is you just said that, and I've watched people attack you for it. I watch people attack me because you said it. Mm-hmm. That happens to me all the time. The most interesting thing is, I don't know if you've recently seen the thing with LeBron James' son. Uh, oh, isn't it like uh, trans or something? Or what's the story? No, 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 no. LeBron James' son went to prom with a white girl. Oh, okay. And it got bashed. I'm talking about it got destroyed. Not by white people, though. Oh, by black people? It was black people. Upset because he went to prom with a white girl. Mm. It, I'm talking about it went buku viral, and people, black folk, were upset. Nobody got canceled. Nobody got banned. Nobody got attacked. Nobody had anything. And when I was watching that, I was thinking my mom, but I literally watched the... Um, What's that group name? They posted me one time. I took a picture of you, a picture with you at the Kanye concert. ADL, something like that. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, that's not the page. That's PLC. Uh, it's some Twitter page, bro, that that hates you. Um, right wing watch. What is it? Right wing watch. Right wing watch. I watched them do a whole write up on you, and I literally read it because of your stance on interracial dating. I'm like, I was waiting to see. I waited two days. Mm. I said, let me see if they write, do a write up on this. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But it doesn't happen. You only that's crazy. Yeah, I, I think I get where they're coming from because, you know, the thing is, America's okay with 
the minority races having a racial identity. And so mm-hmm. ultimately that's an expression of black racial identity. They say, you know, if you're black, you should love another black person, have a black kid, you know, mm-hmm. black's beautiful, all that. And, and Asians feel very similarly and Hispanics feel very similar. Jews are notorious. Jews notoriously only want their kids to marry other Jews. Like fun fact in New York, and it's not, it is not all just ways, but in New York, um, I, I talked, I talked to a rabbi about this. They, uh, they don't allow black people to identify as Jewish. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. And so, and point being, so Jewish people can have an ethnic identity. Mm-hmm. Asians can have an identity. Hispanics, mm-hmm. but when whites say, well, I want a white kid, you know, I want a white kid, I want a white wife, suddenly then it's not, they're not comfortable with that. And ultimately, it's just about this white identity. And there's really two ways you could go about this. Either you could reject all racial identity and say, you know, we're all just people, but if the minority races get to have a racial identity, then, then you know, fair. Consist- exactly. consistency. Exactly. Consistency. So, my dad has a question. And I what, didn't I have a rule about my dad not interrupting? <laughs> did I interrupt? Or did I it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's up to Nick. Like, Nick, should we allow the course, question? Yeah, oh, course. my goodness. And you're you silly. I would have said no. Oh, my goodness. What, what? Yeah. Because they didn't look at Italians as white. That's true. Oh, no, that's true. That's historically true. Yeah, the biggest lynching in America by number was Italians in uh, Louisiana. I didn't know there was a lynching. That's interesting. So a bunch of Italians got lynched? Well, they yeah. Italians like they hate, hate it, right? It's like it's the same thing. Wow, were Italians not considered white? No, they weren't. That's interesting because if you... Bro, yeah, that's right. you're not 100% pure Italian, are you? No, I'm half. You half? So if you take a 100% Italian person or whatever, and I get you, and I go get the most European person ever, and I take them to where I'm from, Hawaii, North Carolina, they're going to call all y'all white. Yeah, right. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> right. <laughs> Wait. The, so they got, like, lynched. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They were hated, man. Like, hated. Nobody wanted to live with... That's why wow. I used to go Wow. You know why? That's right. That's right. Wow. Yeah. Well, because the, the, you know, founding stock Americans were Northern European. Mm-hmm. You know, they were like English and German and Scandinavian. Um, and Italians come from the South of Europe and they, you know, to have different features, darker complexion, darker hair, that kind of thing. Um, and so, and, and also Catholic, there was also a sectarian thing too, because the people had founded the country Protestant mm-hmm. and Italians are Catholics. And so in the 20th century, you had the Ellis Island migrants who were from Southern and Eastern Europe. And uh, just like you have now, just like there's friction between Hispanic immigrants and whites, you have, you know, we talk about white, you have like Indians who would say the white man are the European settlers. Mm-hmm. But in, in the context of like within Europe, white is considered like Anglo, Wasp, Protestant, that kind of thing. And so, it, you know, these other people coming in were not considered ethnically totally the same. And so uh, they were perceived as coming in and causing an increase in crime and working low-wage jobs and being violent. A lot of the same things with Hispanics. Um, but, of course, it's like you said, you know, if we were to go to North Carolina, you know, people, it's, if I were to say, hey, I'm non-white, I'm a person of color, people would laugh at me. Yes, it's going to be a joke. Right, because identity is 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 also relative. It's absolute, but it's also relative. If I go to England, you know, I'm not going to fit in perfectly because like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not English by blood, but if I go to Africa, I'd be, I'd be a white man, you know? So, and that's why it's sort of like the relative 
race relations in America are, are kind of the salient thing. Hispanics were considered white. Now, my father's half Mexican, and when he took the census in the 60s and 70s, he would check white because there was no Hispanic box. Well, Hispanics still can do it. Is that, it, it actually say uh, Hispanic white. So mm-hmm. you can, as, if you're Hispanic, you can still identify as white Hispanic. Right. Yeah. But back in the day, it was just black and white. You were just oh, black that's or crazy. White. Yeah, I think Middle Easterners too. It was like, so... But now, obviously, as the country's changing, now you have these new categories, non-Hispanic white or Hispanic mm-hmm. white. And, um, you know, but, but it gets back to the idea of if, if we're going to live in a multiracial nation, you'll have all kinds of different people and they're expressing their identity politically. And whites are the only ones where it's like, oh, but, you know, like you said. You can't, it, you can't do it, though. Exactly. Everybody else can. Matter of fact. I just burned a pride flag. Boy, let me tell you something. It had the <laughs> rainbow, my boy. It had pink, blue, brown. It had darker brown. Boy, it had all... Where are that? Did you still got it? You already tossed in the trash. Boy, I saw y'all the colors I had on. They ain't seen no white, though. Yeah, right. Matter of fact, I was in um Walgreens, and I saw a um a, a black love card for Valentine's Day, and I was looking for the white ones, and I, and, I, and for some reason, I uh I couldn't find it. Yeah. Yeah, go figure. <laughs> Imagine that. So speaking of, so you, you what another thing you get uh, hated for? I think I've asked you about this a person before, but I haven't. My first time having you on a podcast. Uh, people call you a white supremacist, mm-hmm. right? But as a person that has had conversations with actual neo Nazis, the last time I talked to some actual neo Nazis, I tried to set up a conversation between them and Groypers. Mm-hmm. I kid you not. They said we will. Never talk to Nick Fuentes. Yeah. They said Nick Fuentes is a race traitor. Nick Fuentes is, they called you every name in the book, and they were like, we're, yo, Jimmy. Hey, yeah. We're not live, but we are doing a podcast, you know. Yo, what's up? Yo. I love it. I love it. Gina just walked in the building. For the ladies. <laughs> No, just go ahead, do what you do. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I talked to real neo Nazis, and they think you are scum of the earth. Real neo Nazis do not like you. Like they were, they they are willing to talk to me. Right? Yeah, but not me. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, um, you know, ultimately the neo Nazis are, you know, because. You know, there are there are national socialists. You know, yes, I, I don't right. like like the neo Nazi because it's like that. People call me a neo Nazi. Call everyone, but there are people that are national socialists. Yeah. you know, and they believe in like the the so called Nazi ideology and they and all that. And at, at the end of the day, those people, the difference is that they are racialists. Like mm-hmm. their worldview is is one hundred percent race based. I think that race is real, mm-hmm. but I'm Catholic. You know, so my worldview is about Christ on the cross, yeah. ultimately. And so I think there's huge antipathy between the Groypers and these guys because, uh, you know, th- there's like that spiritual divide. They're pagan or they're atheists. It is so weird, bro. Yeah. It is so... And then you know what's funny? I said, so who would y'all vote for this election if y'all had to vote? And this was before the 2020 election happened. This was like early, early 2020. They said... um, Bernie or Elizabeth Warren? Yeah, right. I say y'all will vote for a woman. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. They're yeah. simp's. They're all simp's. The uh, yo, yeah, <laughs> yo. And then I talked to him a few more times. The last time I brought I brought up you. I'm like, like, how about we have a conversation? Us, I said, me, y'all get a few groypers. I can ask Nick if he's down. And I said I could even get a, a actual a real Jew on here. Yeah. <laughs> and they said before they said something about the Jew, they said we're not talking about Nick Fuentes. Yeah. Yeah, and then, then they like went me. on a 
six minute rant about you, about <laughs> how you are anti-white and you throw your people under the bus and they said you were traitor to your race like at least four times. That was the last time I talked to them though. Yeah. And then they said, I can't believe you're friends with that grifter. <laughs> yeah. Neo Nazi told me that. I, I, I kid you not. They were a part of the Goy people. You know what I'm talking Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I do know. Yeah, the, the GDL or whatever. Yeah, they hate you. I bro. think those guys are feds, though, honestly. You think so? That specific group, yeah. Because it's like they always have money. They always have something going on. It, it just like stinks like it's inorganic. You know what I mean? And, and that does, in those circles, like Adam Waffen was one of the big neo-Nazi terror groups, and they were all feds. They were, one, they were linked up with O9A, which is Order Nine Angles, which is a satanic group. And then two, they were, I think all the leadership was informants. So that you'll find in a lot of cases, the, the most extreme, the most out there, it's informants. The only reason I didn't think so, because we had a conversation offline. I went on their show. Because mm. at first I thought I was scared to go on their show or something. And I'm like, what? So I went on their show. The first time it was kind of rough, you know, because they said they would like, like beat me up. And I said, no, you won't. Mm -hmm. I said, come on. I said, get real. You yeah. know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. I was like, I'll slap you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. And, uh, but, this, but then as we went on, it got more civil. Then the second time we talked to it was very civil. Then the uh, the last time we talked to it was civil, but they hate you. And uh, you said they're feds, but but they had the same views offline, though. Yeah. Because we continue talking offline, and they still had the same views, but you, you still think they're probably feds. Yeah, because a lot of these guys, what will happen is, like, one of the one of the famous guys named Christian Piccolini, you ever yeah. heard of him? Mm -hmm. So he's one of these, like, reformed neo-Nazis. He was, like, a neo-Nazi in the 70s and 80s, and then, uh, then he... he had an awakening, and now he's like a hardcore progressive leftist. Yeah. Um, well, it just so happens that him and his buddies were involved in like this terrorist plot that the feds busted. It was a sting. I guess the feds came to them and said, we're Libyans. We want to sell you like illegal weapons and so on. It was a big sting. They all got caught. After that, the guy suddenly has his big reawakening. <laughs> and like, this is how they operate. So you'll, you'll have people that have those beliefs. They'll get mixed up with the feds. Charges are brought, and then the feds come to them and say, hey, listen, you know, we can make your problems disappear if you work for us forever. And so you'll have people that, because I talked to one of these guys, too. I talked to a former KKK guy from that organization, and, uh, and I'm sure he had all the same views, but he got caught in, like, legal problems, mm -hmm. and that's the playbook. They do that to rappers. They do that to political activists. You know, that's why the feds have, like, a 97% conviction yes, rate. Yes, they, they do not lose. Deals. Right. They do not lose. That is nothing. I, I always wondered that because I asked uh, somebody else about it, but I, I said, let me ask Nick on my podcast, why do they hate you so much? I'm talking about like, I'm black. I'm talking about real neo-Nazis. They told me they don't like black people. They told me that they if they could take over, they would like separate all the races. They actually said they wouldn't kick like other races out. They'll just have, give like, y'all stay over here with everybody over here. But they said, we'll talk to you before Nick Fuentes. <laughs> no joke. Yeah. No joke, bro. I was, I was like, whoa. But so... After that. So I have to bring this up, but I don't want to bring it up in the way that you think I'm going to bring it up in. Okay. The recent AF drama. Mm. I still don't know what it's about fully. Yeah. Because I don't want to know. Right. You know what I'm saying? I like you and Jaden. Mm -hmm. So my question is this. I, I really don't care about the drama. I only want you to explain it to me in great detail. <laughs> sure. I don't want to know. What I do want to know is do you think it's possible for things like with you and like Jaden to be amended? Probably not. Um, That's, that answer sucks, though. I know. Yeah. yeah. I, I wish they could, <laughs> but, you know, 
I gave him a lot of chances to make it right, but you know, you know that in in Christianity, even for somebody to be forgiven, they have to be repentant. You know, <laughs> yeah. And so I'm. I can admit where I'm wrong. I can yeah. admit where I make mistakes. But he he's got this weird thing where he's just unwilling to accept any kind of like culpability in the situation. You can't you can't make amends with people like that. So um, it's sad because he was my friend for a long time. You know. I know. I- Bro, I was confused when I didn't see him at the Kanye concert with you. Yeah. Because I asked you about him. Mm-hmm. Like, twice, I'm like, yo, what's, what's what's going on? I even texted him and said, yo, you coming to the Kanye concert. You feel me? Mm-hmm. By the way, the Kanye concert, y'all, me and Nick had like a lot of people taking pictures with us. So kind of, <laughs> yeah. At a Kanye concert, it was kind of crazy. But yeah, I was just shocked when I found out. Because I didn't even know. I'd been crazy busy, but everybody was tweeting me. Like, are you team Jaden or team Nick? I said, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. What does that mean in real life? Right, right. And then it was like, it was a bunch of drama. And I was like, yo. And it was like whole live stream. I, said, I, I can't, I, I just like, ain't got time to watch two hours worth of live stream. But I was like, yo. So what's the future of the America First movement? And also, how do you feel about the GOP people still in your, still, still in that? Um, well, the future is we want to continue to expand our reach in like state governments. We want to put together an America First caucus in Congress, which I think is kind of on its way. Um, so, I mean, we just continue like AFPAC one, it was very low key AFPAC three. We had 1200 people. We had like nine government officials. We're getting involved in the midterms this year. So we just want to keep developing like a real right wing faction in the party. Cause that's the thing. There's like no true right wing faction. That's right on all the issues. It's like anti-war socially conservative, like pro family, um, America first on immigration, like that faction doesn't exist. So we want to keep being a voice for like real conservatism and the GOP, you know, that's the thing. It, you get a guy like Joe Kent, for example, mm-hmm. he's a perfect example of somebody who stole my thunder. The guy goes out there and says, I'm America first, I'm America first. And then he goes and disavows me after AFPAC three, he goes, because you put too much emphasis on Christianity. It's like, how could you be America first and not put an emphasis is, on is Christianity? Is he not a Christian? He is, but he says it's too divisive. Don't you love that? He goes, yeah, it's too div- We don't want to make that an issue. It's like he's in a district that's probably 90% Christian, 90% white, and he goes, yeah, I don't want to talk to white people, and I don't want to talk about Christianity. That's too divisive. So that's just almost irritating me, but what's... <laughs> <laughs> so, so what's the glue? I'm confused. What's the glue... To whatever the future is of conservatism or the Joey period, what's the glue? If, if 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 the glue is not Christ, if the glue is not Christianity, if the glue is not faith, then where where is it? Because is the if the future is uh Rick Grinnell, Dan Crenshaw, uh, I mean name a few other faggots, you can probably name them. <laughs> if if that's the future, then I, I'm, I'm out. Well, I'm already out. I changed my party affiliation to Independent like two years ago, but I mean. I'm gonna be super duper out then. Like, yeah. what's, what's, like, is that the future? Like, what's going on? Yeah, they're Marxists. That's the new thing. Is there, because like Joe Ken is a perfect example. He goes, you know, Christianity, racial identity, too divisive. He goes, we need to unite working class people. And the guys, like, th- that's this new strain. If you watch Steve Bannon's podcast, if you follow the Peter Thiel network and the National Conservatism Conference, all they're pushing is this so-called multiracial working class populism, which is just like a lot of nonsense. And Bannon's gone out there and said, we're going to we're going to take the black middle class or the black working class, the black or the Hispanic working class, the white working class and unite them in like a workers party. And it's all going to be about economics. 
And that's just not sufficient to bring a country together to say we're all poor. Like we're, we're all poor and have jobs. So like that's <laughs> that's not enough. Sorry. <laughs> Workers party. That sounds familiar. Yeah. Um, from a while ago, a long time ago, actually, somebody very popular was in something called the Workers Party. <laughs> yeah, that is, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. you know, if y'all know anything about history, y'all should get that. But yeah, um, yeah. you know, but um, so I don't want it to be long. I'm actually starving. I'm mm-hmm. food. So I'm gonna end it right here after my dad's. We have question. an audience question. Yeah, we have an audience. <laughs> we have an audience. We have an audience question. But my son tried to control me again. He said, "Jacked up." <laughs> <laughs> I got his Mm-hmm. Okay. And I know you have people hate you. People hate me because of him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what I, I want to ask is, what is your message mm. to people that hate you? First you. Mm. To people that hate me? Mm-hmm. Wow. So you talking to them right now. Yeah. Like to the haters. What's your message to the haters? Say, don't hate, celebrate. You know, I, the thing is, I, I'm not a hater. That's the thing. That's a, I go out there and I do positive things, propositionally positive things. And I, I honestly don't understand the mentality people wake up and it's obsessed with people they don't like, obsessed with negativity. I just, that's just not my frequency. So I would say, don't hate, don't be a hater, be a lover, <laughs> be, be a love monger. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I mean, you know my message. There's only one line in the jungle, so I mean, you can you can you can hate me, but remember, you pray at the end of the day, mm, mm, mm. and I'ma pray at the end of the day. <laughs> that was bars, low key. Jeez, but I got that in a song. <laughs> yeah. Whoa, that's crazy. But thanks for the audience question. If anybody else got questions, y'all can actually ask if Nick is willing to. No, I don't want nobody else asking no questions. Just me. <laughs> <laughs> She just, she, yeah, we yeah. did our show the other day. Yeah, yeah, I heard it was crazy. Aaron, no, don't stop recording. Aaron, you got a question? Off camera, that sounds lame. <laughs> Sure. <laughs> yeah, no problem. All right. So my last question is not really a question. It's sort of what my daddy asked, but it's on a more um, general scale. What is your message? Not your message to haters. What is just your overall message? What's the goal? What's the plan? What do you see? Like, where do you want life to be, society to be? If if if, if things could be Nick Fuentes' way, what is it? Yes, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Nick, wait, wait, before you answer that, do you plan on ever running for office? I don't know. I, I don't think I could at this point. You know, I've said so much. Could you imagine me trying to run for office eclipse that the, the you know, attack it'd, ads it'd, against it'd be me? Kinda, yeah, now it's kind of base. People ask me to run. I might run just to be that guy. Yeah. You, you could probably do it, I <laughs> think. Know, I, yeah. I run just to be I did. I did just to say they'll pick me in. They actually had me in it, but I didn't actually, I didn't actually run, but I would run just to like be that person to say whatever I feel like saying Yeah. and don't really care. Cause you pick me on the news. I'm going to really say what I just said beforehand that you pick me on here for in the first place. Everybody else, they'll try to switch up what they say. You see, all, oh, yeah. especially these conservative influencers, boy, they will politically correct themselves out of any situation. Yep. Boy. Yep. You feel me? They either that or they're neocons or they're just not, not even deemed controversial. But 
Um, so you say you're not gonna run for office because you don't want them clips. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I might, I might not. It's just things are gonna have to get a lot worse before people are gonna tolerate this. You know, <laughs> it's not that bad yet. <laughs> okay. So what is Nick Fuentes' message? If you had a message that you wanted everybody to hear, what would it be? Uh, well, we want to baptize the country. We want to make the country decent and virtuous again. We want to bring meaning back into people's lives, and we want to pursue greatness. I really like the MAGA message because. You know, conservatives don't really have a big idea. The left has this idea of equality and tolerance and saving the environment and whatever. And conservatives, what's the what's the pitch? Cut your taxes, you know, create jobs. The Trump pitch was we're going to make America a great country. Greatness is going to be the ethos. We can live in a great country, a clean country, a successful country, a rich country, a safe country. That's what we want. You know, we want all the things that are self-evident to people that they want in their lives. We want a functional, decent country again like we had 30 years ago. So uh, we want to restore order in America. It's as simple as that. I love it. I love it. Before you go, though, just a quick round, you know, some controversial things. How do you feel about repealing the 19th? I'm in favor of it, yeah. Okay, Yeah, cool, women cool, should cool, not cool, vote cool. at all. Do you think porn should be illegal? Yes. Based. Do you think transgenderism should be illegal? Yeah. Well, well, yeah. yeah. I was about to say, don't, don't, <laughs> yeah. give, me, don't give me no caveat. No. <laughs> I, I, like, I like the first answer. You know, yeah. <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? Okay, those just quick three questions. <laughs> yeah. Nick, Rapid went, fire, Nick yeah. again, thank you for coming on. Whenever you're back in town, I bring you on for a part two. I would go longer, but I feel like everybody's waiting to eat. Yeah, I'm starving. I want to try the yams. Yeah, your first time eating soul food. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. Eager. Yeah, we're about to have my boy Nick Litter here. You might get that. You might, you might get the. Uh, the itis, you might go to sleep after, but you good. You you, you you straight, bro. But thank you so much for coming on, my boy. Thanks for having gang, me. Gang, gang, America first. Let's get it. All cool. Right, it's food time, y'all. Uh, Wrap her up. You can stop recording. Hey, somebody better get that camera off the place so people eat. Don't go do that. Okay. Oh, you know that camera got to move. Cool. Yo, that was good. Yes, sir.